Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's Worldwide Technology Championship. It's storylines, it's our best bets, and on this Halloween, our costumes. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here, and I believe, Patrick, uh, you share the initials of the man that you are. Oh, there it is. Yes, coffee for wellness. That looks like a Phil Mickelson costume. I don't know if you can see these as well. I'm sh- I'm shell- shelling out some gummies. I got the collector's item, high flyers cape around my neck. And look, if I'm a little occupied during this episode, it's only because I'm going to be tweeting at Kyle my thoughts on on this Lyft PGA merger. But uh, I- I'm very happy to be here with you. Guys. He always tweets at me. What's the deal with that? I'm not the only. Like I'm not. There's other people like me. Nope. There's not. That's Kyle Porter, one <laughs> of a kind Kyle Porter, who, yeah, you do tend to be the target of a lot of responses. You st- you're just out there stirring the pot. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Sometimes I am, for sure. But the other times I just wake up to like a mention from Phil and it's like, dude, I wasn't even... I was asleep. Like, what are you, what are you doing? I, I don't have a costume because I spent all my money on my kids' costumes. Oh, that's good. Is this our Halloween, uh, our Halloween budget went to them? Is uh is Halloween a big a big holiday in the Porter family? Uh yeah, I don't know if it's the biggest, but it's to me it's a really we have a really fun neighborhood, so it's it's like just an excuse for everybody to get out, walk around with their kids, kind of ignore their kids sometimes, and just talk. And you know, we'll have the Rangers game on outside, and it'll be great. Two one Rangers, is that right? That's right. Two one Rangers. Who's throwing out the first pitch tonight? Do you know? Um, um, Matt Williams. My, my best friend, John Rom. John Rom. Is he really? John Rom, Arizona State, uh, throwing out the first pitch in Phoenix tonight. That's right. Pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, very happy for him. This episode. Obviously, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We have a lot to get to, but I was thinking uh, one thing that as Patrick was on, as Patrick showed up as we started this podcast, I, I thought there was a chance we just did not acknowledge the costumes at all. I was like, let's just not acknowledge them and just do this bit. But the the most underrated thing we ever did on this show was during COVID, we did a final round recap 
of Happy Gilmore, the Sunday final round of Happy Gilmore of the Tour Championship, and we did it completely straight, never mentioned that it was a bit, and never mentioned it again. That's my, <laughs> that's my favorite thing we've ever done. I forgot about that. How many uh, how many strokes gained putting did did Happy have on that one Dude, putt alone? We had we had. I mean, I, I I it was like Greg was like, you know, he's a little bit wayward. He's got an unconventional swing. This that, and it's just like it was so. It was just so good. And then we never we never even at the end were. I think we did it on April Fools, and we never yeah. at the end said anything. And then we just went right back to normal. <laughs> Greg breaking down happy swing is that's that's the good stuff. I thought it was hilarious. So that's what that's what it reminded me of. Amazing. We do have a lot to get to here. Hey, what, what's what's, what's your plan for Halloween? Um, we will get a little bit of foot traffic. Um, so we're just gonna hand out a little bit of candy. I don't think we're gonna get a lot, and and that'll be it. We went to a Halloween okay. party last weekend, um, which was which was nice, and then yeah, just very low key. It won't be super busy. Okay, so it's it's not like a it's not a thing. You'll just be maybe watching the the baseball game. Yeah. You think you think Rom will try to hit like, like he seems like the kind of guy that would try to hit like eighty five on the gun. He's throwing gas. Yeah. Like like warming up like the whole deal. Yeah, he will. I imagine he's going to go to the rubber. He's not going to do the thing where you stand in front of. No. Him. <clears throat> no. Go to the rubber, uncork one, and see see what you got. He might try to throw a slider. Like, Could you imagine? He's like, give me, give me, give me a sign. Yeah, whoever's catching him, like, best be ready because I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna get one. A uh, couple of news items this week. Actually, a lot of news uh, out of this week. Let's start with the PGA Tour rejecting Matumboing Endeavor's private equity bid. Endeavor is the uh, parent company of WWE, UFC, they're in a ton of stuff. Uh, and Patrick, you, uh, I believe, had a, a piece on this for CBSSports.com. Correct me if I'm I'm wrong there. But Endeavor was looking to inject a ton of money into the PGA Tour. They were trying to get out 25 million bucks a year, and they wanted the opportunity to buy up to 10% of the PGA Tour. And the PGA Tour said, no, thank you. I think the the two questions I really have just from this news in general is one, did the Saudi PIF have any influence in the decision whatsoever? And two, you look back to the new transparency guidelines that the PGA tour put in place to kind of appease the membership with tiger getting added to the board and them having that, I believe it's six, four as of now, since Yasser isn't technically on it, who would make it six, five, um, it would be them voting on this. If I'm, if I believe that is how it works is they have the say on anything to do with the framework agreement through Colin Neville and the rain group. So it'd be the four players, which I believe Rory said at the tour championship, it doesn't have to be unanimous, just a majority. And so for them, it really falls on the players, which is interesting. So you have the smartest guy in the room, Patrick Cantley there. You have, Colin Neville as well, helping these guys out. Tiger, Rory, obviously. And for them to say no to Endeavor for whatever reason, whether it's by paying them out $25 million a year, which probably isn't what they wanted to do. They probably just want an investor. But then you have Joe Ogilvie coming out and writing an op-ed and to membership and yada, yada, yada. Who knows? It's, it's really one of these situations that's been kind of the whole – 
Piff and PJ Tour deal where it's a who knows. Like, what, what does this mean? Uh, who knows? Do, well, does it mean the Piff and the PJ Tour are better off than they were this time last week? Who knows? I, I agree. One thing, Rick, that I'm always confused by, and I, I, I've been going back and just sort of reading back through everything that happened this year for the sake of, of uh, putting together a normal sport three and the, 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 the term PGA tour gets thrown around a lot. Like, Oh, the tour did this or the tours doing, or this is their point. And it, but I don't know that anybody who's using the term or I I do know everybody who's using the term is using it to mean something different, Mm -hmm. right? Like fans are talking about, uh, this like big organization that includes everybody. Players are talking about ad- administrators and executives, and Jay Monahan's talking about players. And like, like, th- there's just there's no. Um, and maybe the the new coast solves some of this, although it still is confusing. But it's just one. I, I don't even know if it relates to this, but it's one observation that I had that. Like when we say the PGA Tour, nobody even really means the same thing when they're saying that. Yeah. And this goes back to when this first framework agreement was announced and it was met with resistance and opinion pieces and all that stuff. There was this rumor, I guess it wasn't a rumor, but there was this report that um, the PGA tour was talking to these private equity groups, Patrick and endeavor being one of them. And it might be a little bit more palatable to get uh, a money injection that did not come from the PIF and come from, um, Saudi Arabia. So that's where this started. Now this kind of points us back towards this lurking framework that has 60 days left, uh, before what? It goes away, or um, a concrete deal has been has been established. I, th- I think, by all accounts, the uh, deadline is going to be extended. Bloomberg mm-hmm. had that a couple, you know, weeks ago. Shipnuck had it as well. Uh, I believe Davis Love the Third said something about it today as well. Um, so the New Year deadline, I think, is kind of just you can throw that off the table. It doesn't really mean much, but I'm kind of. I wonder if Endeavor can come back to the table with a new offer. Maybe the PJ Tour and by the PJ Tour, Kyle. I mean, the you know the guys who get to vote on this: Tiger, the board of direct or the policy board, the player directors. These guys who are now in charge after being blindsided by this deal in the first place. They're the ones kind of driving the car when it comes to uh, you know this agreement. And I wonder if Endeavor is allowed to come back to the table and kind of make some concessions. Uh, I would say Shapiro coming out in public probably means no, but it could, you know, lead way for other private equity groups to see what they offered the tour and maybe make a deal of their own. Is, is it KP? Because obviously, you know, if the money, if the money situation entirely matched what the PIF was offering, it would be a no brainer. Right, because why would you associate yourself with controversy when you could associate yourself with a private equity firm that is already in the WWE, UFC, IMG? It's just a lot easier for everybody to to deal with. 
it, so that to me says that they're far enough away financially. Maybe it is the idea of taking 25 million out of the company every single year and paying it back to Endeavor. Maybe that's too much, but but clearly that that's got to be the only the only holdup here. Was 25 the number that Shapiro said, Patrick? Uh, according to, uh, I believe, um, wherever Josh got this, apparently, yeah, what Shapiro said. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think it's originally from Sportico when they were talking to Shapiro and it's been, yeah, that's, that's the number that's out there. Well, I, I think you, you've got a couple of different things at play, Rick. And so I, I would disagree that if the numbers are similar, then it's a no brainer to go with a non PIF, um, entity just because you have lived to think about right you have this like all of a sudden if you're if you say okay we were open for business and we're going with what's the boston group patrick uh, new, uh fenway, fenway. It, it, we're gonna go with fenway and well now all of a sudden the piff's like oh well, cool we're gonna pour five billion dollars <laughs> into live true true and so you're now just back in this position that you started in where you're in an arms race with an endless, you know, pit of of uh, financial support from the from the public investment fund. So, I do think that they have that to think about. I, the whole thing, guys. Like, I gotta say, it makes me really uncomfortable to think about like like private equity. It sounds cool and like you know, like, oh, we're cutting edge, like private, all this stuff. It's like, you know what private equity desires is like a freaking return on their investment. Correct. You know how you get a return on your investment? More commercials and more like stuff that is not good for fans. And and it just, like this whole thing, the, the more you read about it, the more you think about it, the more you consider it, it just feels like, who who is this is this for me is this for me the fan like at every turn pretty much no it, it feels like it's for patrick cantley to get more money which fine like i get that like you you have to survive as an organization as a tour but a, as a fan and i think for people that are listening and watching and for all of us who are fans of the sport i just don't know how i come out in any way a, a winner here or, or it makes me care more about the, the PGA tour or the sport as a whole. Yeah. At the very least, the, the sport is fractured uh, where players are in different areas. And then also because now the new nature of the beast, the product will also be worse. So sick. Yeah. Ticket prices <laughs> up. Uh, you know those viral posts of beers being eighteen dollars. Well, now they're twenty four, <laughs> and <laughs> oh yeah, Kyle, it's certainly not with us in mind. And I think you think about, you know, Piff. The possibility of Piff being an investor wasn't just them being the sole investor, right? You could have had Endeavor, you could have had Fenway, and I'm, I'm thinking Endeavor kind of just threw a valuation at the PGA Tour for the ten percent that they wanted, combined with the twenty five million annually and their numbers were just way off what uh big j and uh uncle patrick cantley wanted uncle p <laughs> uncle p push a p i can't believe that there's all, all of a sudden there's too much money in the game right like yeah it, it was it was we don't have enough to we don't have enough 
to cover our expenses and this, that, and the other thing. And we are going to get bludgeoned by the PIF. And now it's like we can turn down what could be upwards of a billion dollars from Endeavor. Well, yeah, like, it, but just, what are we doing? Well, it, 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 totally, Rick. Like it doesn't, none of it adds up. I, I wrote a, I wrote, I wrote a post on Twitter earlier this week about the highest paid earner on course this year in golf was Taylor Gooch. He made $36 million or whatever. And you're like, we do not have we, we do not cover a, a uh, an industry that supports that kind of financial irresponsibility. That's a bubble, baby. That's yeah. <laughs> but the problem is that nobody is acknowledging that it's a bubble. Right? Like what they're what they're trying to do is to is to have is to is to uh, obtain an influx of money that matches the bubble or that matches the 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 current like output. And that is like I, I I understand it. The toothpaste can't go back in the tu- in the uh, in the in the tube, but from a long term viability and and uh, like like for the long term thriving nature of your industry, I just I don't love it. Like that doesn't scream like okay, this is going to be awesome in the long term. I agree. Harold, Harold Varner cleaning up as well. Yeah, we are showing. Uh- Kyle's tweet here. Is this your tweet, KB? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was so hard to put together because I I <laughs> there's no uh there's no unification for for money. So I included majors, PGA Tour and Live events, including the FedEx Cup and the Live bonuses, the Comcast top 10, but I didn't include whatever those guys contracts are, didn't include right. sponsorships obviously, didn't include the PIP which isn't out. And then I didn't the one that I wish I could have had time to put in there is Euro Tour money and Asian Tour money cuz mm-hmm. somebody like a Rory or Rom, like Rory won Dubai, I think that was a million dollars. So that would have bumped him a little bit, but I tried to make it clear what I did and didn't include. And of the top 10 highest earners in the game of golf, 7 of them play on the PGA Tour, which is apparently struggling for cash in some way. Cantley and, and Xander clearing, you know, almost 30 million between the two without a win. <laughs> that's kiss, that's, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, all right. Well, we'll go from one money conversation to another. Uh, the very first suspensions uh, handed down by the PGA Tour in terms of violating the gambling rules happened. This week, two Corn Ferry Tour players were suspended. Vince India suspended for six months beginning on September 18th. Jake Stiano, I believe, suspended uh, for three months uh, ending December 10th, going back to, I believe, September 10th. Uh, Jake was uh, very, has been very open about this. He went on with Ryan French Monday Q info on that podcast and discussed a uh, four wagers that he made, Patrick, uh, totaling about $116. Three of them were on the Brooks Bryson made for TV match. Uh, that is what has earned him a three month suspension. The, uh, the Stiano man, many are calling him out there, but look, if you aren't going to be suspended for gambling on the PGA tour, you should be suspended for gambling on the match. <laughs> maybe, um, that's, maybe that's the punishment. And I believe his fourth bet was for Bryson to make a birdie on a certain hole. One of those type of bets. So he clearly, clearly has a soft You should be spot banned for, for that. For, for yeah, Bryson. that might be four pro Bryson. We don't know the side he was on. on the, yeah. That might be four pro Bryson bets. But I, I understand there's kind of been 
a, a line drawn in the sand between the zero tolerance tolerance yeah. people who are like this guy should know the rules. I believe he was on like the Canadian tour at the time. It was and they had just they just now found out about it. Um, and there are the other people who are like, dude, this guy was on the Canadian tour. He bet just over a hundred bucks on four four stupid bets. He wasn't even in the tournament. Should he really miss part of Q school? And personally, I think I mean he he got the three months right. India got the mm-hmm. six. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It, it really does. Um, he probably should have never put himself in that position to begin with to even bet. Like just be normal. Bet on the NFL. Bet on Korean baseball. Like the rest of us, uh, you don't need to bet on PGA Tour. I understand you probably know it more than any other sport, but. It's just a crappy situation, and three months, I think, some are saying the punishment doesn't fit the crime, but what what are you going to do? You're you're suspending him when the Corn Ferry Tour isn't even out. He's not missing any more Corn Ferry Tour events, and I don't know. It's just crappy. It is I, what it I, is. I want to jump in here and just cede my time to Rick. I, I have no take. <laughs> I just want to hear Rick's, because this is Rick's wheelhouse. Yeah, so. this is, this, it sucks, right? And it is, it sucks for everybody. Uh, you know, there is no other, uh, you know, these, these sports books, these, these daily fantasy sites, they are official partners of the PGA tour. They dump in millions and millions of dollars into the, the product. There is no other sponsor or partner that if you use their product, you could be suspended for it. Right. I mean, imagine if you went and tried to ship something at FedEx and they suspended you for that, or like, it's just, it's obviously crappy because you want to be promoting these partners and you want to be uh, in a good relationship. But the, the rule in sport has always been you don't bet on the sport. You, you just don't. I, I mean, that that is that has gone back as as far as 1919 with the Chicago Black Sox, right? I mean, you just don't do it. Now, I'm generally KP. Um, I'm generally of the opinion that you kind of need a no tolerance policy because especially in golf, the line gets very blurry very quickly. Um you know, betting on a golf tournament in that you're not playing in seems like who cares, but what if it is a tournament that you are playing in? Or what if it's a matchup after one of your buddies texted you and said, Hey, my back hurts a little bit. Like it just, it just gets very blurry, very, very quickly. And the only way to ensure, um, the integrity is via no tolerance policy. Well, first of all, do you think Louis Ustay has ever shipped anything via FedEx? No, he's a big UPS guy. I hope not. If I walked into a FedEx and Louis was in there, I would rip him. Banan- it would be a content bonanza. I'd go live. I'd go live. <laughs> You'd try to cancel him immediately. Look at this clown. Yeah, I, listen, I'm I'm with you. I, when Patrick said, you know, these are four kind of stupid bets, it's like, well, we can't. We can't we can't administer like a stupidity rating to the bets, and then based on that, then you're you're um, found like what's the word I'm looking for? You're when you're found freed of something, like you didn't do something. Vindicated? You're, no, not vindicated. Now oh, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, Writers, I don't know. 
I'll think of the words later. You're free of something. Um, but yeah, you, you, I, I, I think you're right. Like it has to, it's just binary, right? It has to be, I think what's interesting. And I think you wrote about this either in your newsletter or on, it might've been on Twitter is you start to, you start to widen the circle to friends or like, Oh, my wife bet $5,000 on the PGA. You're like, that that seems, I, I don't know what to do about that. Like, it's not a golf specific problem. Um, it's, it's a, it's a sports problem. You know, I saw Joseph Lamagna wrote about how the, you know, Calvin, I didn't realize Calvin Ridley got suspended for a year, which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, it's gotta be, it just, there's so many ways to make money in golf or, or in, in the sport that you're in. That just seems like one that can't happen. I mean, just for the, for the, for the sake of the league, for, for everybody involved, it just can't happen. Yeah, pa- Patrick was saying, just do what everybody does and bet on the NFL, bet on Russian table tennis, do what everyone does and have your cousin put your bets in for you or whatever. Right. Like what, like what is the, the other thing is the other thing that I find interesting, Patrick and, and football, because they've, they got into this a couple of years earlier. I think their situation is even more scary where they are actively happy and promoting like, Hey, our guys play in fantasy football leagues and they draft themselves and they play against themselves. And look, look how cool that is. And it's like, that is like, depending on the state you're in one measly step away from doing something very illegal, or you might be doing something like that to me is, Hey, you can be in a fantasy league, but you can't put down five bucks on the Monday night football game that you're not a part of Austin Eckler legitimately has a fantasy football, uh, podcast. Yes. It's bonkers. And he's out there. He was like, I don't know when he was like injured or whatever. He was like, he's like, Oh, definitely start Josh Kelly this week. His yeah. backup running back. He's like, for sure. He, he's been busting out of seams and in, in practice in every which way. Is, is that like, is his league for free? Is that, is that why he's allowed to do that? Cause there's no money exchanging hands. I really don't understand it. The The lines are so thin. And, and going back to the NFL point, they're not even allowed to bet on anything in the team facilities at all. Which so even that, if they that want to. Even, why? Are they getting inside information about other sports in the team facilities? Why I, I, does the location I, matter? Yeah, that, seem, that seems that seems like you're, you're focused on the wrong things there. Not you, yeah. but. Yeah, I don't know. I think one thing that would help with this topic would be knowing what india's crimes were because he got double the suspension let's yeah. uh let's compare apples to oranges here and see uh yeah what the, did he throw 200 on bryson or something like the, what's going the on worst, why'd he get double? the worst thing the worst thing that you would do like if this was truly like the worst scandal you could do would be a bet against yourself in a matchup right yes. that would be like the absolute worst you could do because that would be you like throwing and potentially of definitely changing the outcome because like even if you even if you're in a tournament of 140 people and you bet on yourself or someone else to win it's like uh, okay like i don't i don't even how could you even control and you don't control anything else but when you get down to hey it's me versus kp in a matchup i'm gonna take his side and <laughs> I, would, I would explain a lot of phil's career um, <laughs> seriously the, the word i was looking for was acquitted oh acquitted yeah that's a good word yeah um, we've got more news. We've got TGL. We've got WWT. We've got BB. That's best bets. We've got lots of things, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. 
Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back, and TGL has released their format for their first season starting in January of 2024. 15 matches in the regular season. Each match is 15 holes, one five, one five. They could have done like a Roman numeral thing there and really uh, improved the brand. So here we go. Each team will have three of their four players playing in a match. The first nine holes will be triples, which is apparently three-on-three alternate shot. I've never heard it called that, Patrick. I've also never even really heard Three people playing alternate shot before. Uh, and technically, the first nine holes, it, it's called a session, um, oh. just so we get all the vernacular correct. But uh, is, it for sure, is it for sure the first nine, or is it just nine total out of the 15? Uh, the way it came about in the uh, the info drop was the first nines would, would be the triples, and then the last six would be the head-to-head uh, yeah. singles format where each player plays two holes. That that makes sense because that would be closer to like a Ryder Cup or President's Cup format. You end with the, the, the singles. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So first session, nine holes of triples, alternate shot three on three, followed by six holes of singles. That's head to head. So one on one for two holes each. So call it Rory versus Tiger for two holes, JT versus Patrick Cantlay for two holes, and then Colin Morikawa versus Sahith for two holes. I've made those up. I do not know what teams they are on. If you win a hole, you get a point. If you tie a hole, you get zero points. If after those 15 holes, it is tied, they will go to overtime, which is closest to the pin, but you got to win by two. You got to have two of your own team's shots closer than the other. They will do that. For 15 matches, KP, and then the top four teams will advance to the playoffs. Woo! Yeah, I mean... Uh... <laughs> did, I, did I get your juices flowing at all? 
sure. Like I, I, my, my whole thing with this is like, okay, great. Like this, the, I think one thing that I thought of is it, there's so many different ways to play golf, which I think is, is really just as an amateur, terrible golfer is, is very fun because you don't have to be, a, um, this has nothing to do with TGL, but you don't have to be a scratch golfer to go out and enjoy golf. And I think this is emblematic of, of, of that reality, but I, you know, I, I saw the Boston uh, name and logo came out. the the uh, The Atlanta team has a has a name. They've got JT on their team. It feels a little bit like what we made fun of with Liv, right now. For sure, Liv is trying to be like a very serious billion dollar organization, and this is still like I I don't know what this is necessarily. Uh. So I want to see it first, and I think there's a path that that it could be like there, there's a there's a path that it could be compelling. That path might be getting a little narrow for me. I I just I don't I don't know. Like I I don't I don't know how this is going to look. I think we I think we see the names Tiger and Rory, and we're like, oh, of course it'll be amazing. You're like I don't know. Those guys have done deals or been in organizations that were just average or okay. It's not like everything they touch is like perfect or gold. So I want to see it. Um, I, this doesn't, I, this doesn't really change anything for me beyond like, I, I, I want to see the first match. Boston common is the Boston team. Boston common golf Atlanta drive is where Justin Thomas signed. And we are still waiting on, Still waiting on one, right? One team, one team name, Patrick. One, one franchise. We've got five, at least in terms of locations. We need one more. They need a Chicago, correct? Oh, maybe. I'm ha- I'm very happy for uh, you know Louisville, Kentucky native Justin Thomas played his golf in Alabama, lives in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, <laughs> for him to be a member of the Atlanta Drive team, it's when you when you think about growing up, you have a putt to win a match for the Atlanta drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back to Kyle's point about, you know, the differences between live and this is you think about live. They're trying to differentiate themselves. I think you could argue they, they never took the big leap in something like this is that big leap where it could potentially work. I'm, I'm kind of iffy it if it will, because yeah, it's going to be great opening night. Uh, when you have Tiger, who's going to play in the first match, and Rory probably will as well. But after that, you know, down the line, what's it going to be like when you got like Lucas Glover's team against Patrick Cantlay's, and these guys aren't really ribbing each other on the mic? The crowd's kind of dead. It'll be interesting to see who kind of MCs it for ESPN. I think that could be a huge factor in this as well, whoever it is. I think there's a lot of pressure there uh, for who they choose to do that. So, yeah, like KP, I'm interested to see the first week, first couple weeks, and then if it takes off, that's great. If it doesn't, I really wouldn't be that surprised either. Here's what's going to look the most different. All these matches held in a brand new stadium built uh, entirely for this purpose on the campus of Palm Beach State College. So this arena has the surface of, quote, roughly a football field. And will allow players to hit full shots from real grass, tee boxes, fairway, rough, and sand into a a screen, a simulator screen 
that is 20 times the size of a standard screen. And then KP, once they get inside 50 yards, they're going to move away from the simulator and they're going to go to the green zone, which has essentially the space of four basketball courts and an adjustable putting surface that they can dictate to what hole is actually being played. Yeah, I... (laughs) I can't wait till somebody blades one into the crowd out of the bunker, by the way. Will they rent this place out on Tuesday through Sunday? I think we should make a trip out of it. They should. I I think the scale of it is interesting. I finally saw the, uh, I guess they came out with kind of a scaled photo of, of kind of what we're looking at on YouTube today, but, but with like a, like, I don't know, the scale was I think better and a little bit different. And I thought the scale was really interesting um, I think there's still going to be a downtime problem, right? Like the, the biggest, the, the thing with, with televised uh, PGA tour golf or even live golf is you can cut away and go to different, uh, a different player hitting a shot. Right. And with this, even though the, the, you don't have to watch your ball, it's just going to be right there. There's still going to be some downtime in between those shots. And I don't trust these guys to like fill that downtime very well. You know, and and I think that's where uh, one of you guys said the host, the MC, whoever is that's going to be important because there is going to be a lot of maybe unintended or un uh, like not something they plan downtime, and that is that's where it gets a little bit like okay, this is dumb. I'm changing the channel. Okay, this is live, right, Patrick? It'll be live on Monday nights. Yeah. Are they are they in a like a hard time slot. So let me let me give you an example. And I'm not proud of this, but it's it's true. So sometimes we'll watch Dancing with the Stars. Now Dancing with the Stars is a live show that like has to be over at X time. So what ends up happening is everybody goes to their sweet old time for 58 minutes. And then at the end, Tyra Banks demands that everybody gets their like is rushing everybody. And the conclusion is always instead of being drawn out and and full of drama it's rushed they throw up the credits and they move on or is that possible to happen here that like or or is it like a a, a major league baseball game where if it runs over it runs over i I think if it runs over it's gonna run over um yeah but espn's gonna uh, i mean i guess it'll be on espn plus they can go as long as they want but like what's on after this on espn i don't know two hours so it's probably what seven or eight o'clock on the East Coast on a Monday after the first two first two are going to be Tuesday because of wild card weekend and the college football playoffs. Um, like what sports are really going on? Basketball? Yeah. Is that it? Hockey. So, yeah, I think uh, okay. they'll go until they're done. All right, fair enough. From one Tiger Woods entity to another, the PGA Tour heads to El Cardinal, a golf course designed by Tiger Woods in Cabo for this edition of the Worldwide Technology Championship. KP, don't know if Tiger Woods necessarily had PGA Tour stop in mind when this was designed. Uh, talk about areas of football fields. That's kind of the width of some of these fairways <laughs> out here at El Cardinal. And uh, I can't imagine this is going to put up much resistance to the best players in the world. This is this is the first year, right? It was Mayakoba last year? Correct. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Not that Mayakoba did either. You know, I, it's uh, yeah, it, it's it's so different. It's not major championship golf. I think it's, 
I think it's fine. I think there's some interesting names there. You know, I, Ludwig Plain, obviously, um, Cam Young, Sawhith, uh, who got Lucas Glover's down there. So I think I think there are some interesting names. I, I, but the thing that I don't love, and this is actually what I struggled with with uh, the best bets, is I think sometimes a wide open like that uh, prohibit or inhibits your best players from playing their best golf. And so you get more of a bunched up kind of weird thing. The counter to that is that Victor won this, what, twice? Two of the last three years or something like that? And so you're like, okay, well, maybe the best player does emerge from this. So I don't know. We'll see. It, it, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm excited about the names that are in it, but uh, kind of like the TGL, I, I reserve the reserve the right to make a judgment until after I see it. Um, resort style golf, Patrick. This looks like if if we can't if we can't get a trip to Palm Beach uh, campus, uh, we we should go here instead. We should we should have a first cut trip at this place for sure. I, th- I think I'd rather go here than <laughs> Palm Beach State campus. Personally, um, I, I know you're very intrigued by the the arena, the SoFi Center that they're building out there. But yeah, it seems like. One, if you're one of these guys inside the top 50, it makes for a great excuse to kind of vacation in the winter, go somewhere in a warmer climate. And two, I think something, if you're outside the top 50, this sounds like a great spot to try to find your game when you really need it because we have this, we have Bermuda and RSM. I think those are the last of the events before uh, the next 10 or the top 10 are confirmed. And you've seen someone like, like a Ludwig who's climbed inside the top 100 in the FedEx cup. So he's going to be inside in for the players championship most likely. And he, he's been all the way up to world number 58. And he has that top 50 cutout coming uh year end for the masters. So still a lot to play for if uh, you have playing status for next year. And even if, uh, if you don't, you obviously do as well. Speaking of the top 50, Josh, do we have the updated 51 through there they are. So Bo Hostler retains his spot in the 51st position. He's had a phenomenal fall. Taylor Montgomery, a little bit of a, a fall resurgence for him. Nick Hardy, Ben Griffin, and Alex Smalley rounding out 53 through 55. And then we get JJ Spawn, Mackenzie Hughes, Steven Yeager, Luke List, and Thomas Dietrich all vying KP for uh, those First two signature events, Pebble Beach and Genesis, if they stay put, they're good, but don't go the opposite direction. Yeah, certainly uh, certainly don't go the opposite direction. This is, is this, I got a question for you, Rick. Is this list uh, better than you thought it would be or worse than you thought it would be? I think it's worse. I think I so too. I didn't know yeah. what to expect. I, I genuinely did not know what to expect, but if you would have asked me to name the 51st to 60th best players on the PGA tour, which I know that's not what this is, but it's what this list feels like. Right. right? Mm-hmm. These are not the names I would have come up with. Um, it just, it's just not what would have happened. I, I agree. And I think some of that is the live effect. Um, some of that will maybe be improved by the DP world tour guys coming over for, for, uh, for next year. Uh, yeah, it's not, I, I just, I don't have any opinion on it because I don't, it's just 10 guys that are just kind of like filler for, for something like a signature event. It's great for them. I'm excited for Nick Hardy. He's a good player. Ben Griffin had a good year, played well at the players championship, but it doesn't, 
it doesn't do a lot in terms of like creating excitement in me of like, oh, is this guy going to get in? Yeah, it's a bunch of NPCs, kind of non-playing characters. Yeah, they're they're kind of just there. But you look at, I mean, like Shane Lowry's outside this number. He doesn't really care because he plays on the DP World Tour. Might get into those signature events because of his world ranking. And Justin Thomas is kind of the same way. Where I thought I'd see them at least more than I have, but uh, I guess they will just be relying on the OWGR. Well, and that's where that's where the. Yeah, either the OWGR or sponsor exemptions. And that's where I I mean, we've talked about this from the beginning. I don't I don't love the sponsor exemption thing. Like that, like people talk about the boys club, all this different stuff. And I think most of it is nonsense. I think it's just a buzzword that people started using for like Ryder Cup stuff and it just caught on. I actually think this is a little boys clubby of like, oh well, okay, you're a big name. You didn't play well last year ah we'll give you a spot into into pebble and you're like wait a second like is this a is this a meritocracy or not like i I have a real and i'm sure there are reasons for it that they could walk me through and maybe even business reasons for it but yeah there you go rick but i i just i don't i don't love that like i think that's kind of kind of not great yeah because you could have a guy like Bo Hostler's like, oh, I played 38 events, finished 61st, did not get into Pebble, and you handed it to, I don't even know who a good example Spieth would be. Spieth or Hobble, whoever. Yeah. Mm. I mean, those guys earned it, but you yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah. If they somebody, didn't. Somebody else. I mean, that is going to happen. That is probably going to happen to JT at the beginning of next year. Yeah. that yeah. I, I think one of the things that we buried in the whole... <gasps> Justin Thomas, will he or won't he make the playoffs? Is that dude is going to be in every event no matter what? Right, which is <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they added a, a sponsors exem- exemption to the PGA Championship for Ricky Fowler one year. That was absurd, <laughs> and he finished like eighth or something. Yeah, yeah. Ricky yeah, he got it. Nice, oh, yeah. yes, finally. All right, Josh. Oh, Josh. Okay. Well, gents, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our 100 bucks over to FanDuel, and we are going to put out our best bets. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 
15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. And we're back. This Best Bets segment is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more and the board. Oh, there it is. Thank you, Josh, for the Worldwide Technology Championship. One matchup, one finishing position, two separate outrights. Mark is not present, though he did submit his picks electronically. Let's start with you, Patrick. A matchup that you have identified for this week, please. Classic Mark. He's from Georgia, right? Mail-in ballots, unbelievable. Oh, um, but I'm gonna go with Cage Lee, uh, minus 120 over Taylor Montgomery. I know you said he had a resurgent fall it thus far. Low but, ball. Uh, he had a nice T16 there at the Zozo Championship. But Cage, he's uh, two good starts, two kind of forgettable starts. Ball striking looks decent. He's one at a pretty big ballpark. You think wide fairways, big greens, TPC Craig Ranch comes to mind. Mm. He's a two-time winner there. So I'm going to go with Lee minus 120 over Montgomery, who still doesn't know how to hit his irons. Is that a problem? Not being able to hit your irons? Is that is that problem? Could be. Could, Could be. be. KH Lee, sexiest golfer in the world, minus 120 over Tyler Montgomery. KP, you and Mark have identified the same matchup. Please distribute it to the world. Yeah, don't feel great about about aligning with Mark here, but uh, Lucas Glover over Cam Young. I, Cam Young's been playing a lot better, but to me, the plus two of five number just seemed like way, way too too much to uh, to ignore. So I'm going with Lucas Glover over Cam Young. Yeah, you don't usually get uh, that long of a number by two guys that are basically both in the top five of the betting odds. So. Yeah, that that jumped out to me as well. Not my matchup. I went Callum Terran minus 130 over Chad Ramey. He's long. He's inaccurate. He hits his irons well. He putts well. That's generally a good way to win at a resort golf course that is going to demand you make a lot of birdies. Finishing position. Patrick, in this column, you and Mark have identified the same wager. Please let the people know. Very unfortunate, but I'm going with Bo Nose Hostler, uh, top 20, plus 130. Just playing some really good golf this fall with the runner up there at the Zozo. Played nice in Las Vegas as well. The Irons seem to be making a pretty nice improvement, and that's really been the shortcoming uh, throughout his career. He's a nice driver of the golf ball. who have that club in his hand plenty of times, and he rolls the rock with the best of them. So top 20, he's been inside the top 30. In each event this fall, I think you can get the top 20 at plus 130. Playing great. Four events in the fall. He's been splendid. I took Cam Champ. This is mostly because Greg and Josh talked me into it on Monday. Cam Champ, top 20, plus 200. He's been playing great for like two rounds, two and a half rounds every single week before the implosion. Hopefully that is good enough for a top 20 this week. And KP, you went closer to the top of the board for your finishing position. 
Yeah, I got heavy on uh, on Ludwig this week. Plus 120 to finish in the top 10. He's obviously the star of the show. He's been – he's actually I, I, kind of surprisingly to me been playing really, really good golf since the Ryder Cup. I thought there would be kind of a, a drop-off emotionally, but there hasn't been. So I've got him top 10 this week at plus 120. Yeah, he also shows up on three out of our four – outright cards uh mark myself kp have ludwig to win this at nine to one i i just he's just maybe the best player in this field it might not be all that close and 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 you're right kp that uh i was expecting a little bit of a learning curve i was expecting a little bit of uh some downplay after the Ryder cup some fatigue i was expecting a golf course like TPC Summerlin to not really help his strengths or magnif- magnetize, uh, magnetize, that'd be cool, magnify <laughs> his strengths and wrong, wrong, wrong. Ludwig's just about to destroy everyone. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, well, okay, real quick. I, I know we don't have a ton of time, but like, what's the ceiling for 2024? Uh, two wins. Okay. But no, 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 like majors or anything. Like, like two, two good PGA Tour wins. Like uh, signature or no? Is he in the what's what's his world ranking, Patrick? Not he's fifty eight, and you got to be top thirty the week before. So I mean, he easily could make that jump between now and the first one's Riviera. He could also he could also get a sponsor. Oh yeah, that too. You'd be dumb not to hand him one. For sure. No, I think we'll win like Colonial and Valspar. Yeah, yeah. But I'll be, but I'll be foaming at the mouth when he does. (laughs) It'll be sick. Uh, KP, who did you add with Ludwig? Uh, Ludwig. Oh, on outrights, Keith Mitchell. Yeah, Keith's been uh, ball striking it very well. Forty to one. yeah, I'm excited about him this week. So seems like that's uh, a good number. I, I like that number in kind of a more bunched up potential leaderboard like this. Those two guys know how to drive the golf ball. Uh, Mark added Akshay Batia to his Ludwig selection. I added Taylor Pendrith to mine. Akshay 35 to 1, Taylor Pendrith 50 to 1. Patrick, you uh, get the stage to yourself here. Two unique outrights, please. Yeah, don't feel great being the only one. Not on the iceberg, but I'm going with Bo Hostler, 28 to 1 for reasons I just stated. And then the spawn of the dead, JJ Spawn, hopefully whips out one of those untucked shirts that got everyone hot and heavy at the Century Tournament of Champions back in January. Oh, those were awesome. You, you got you got the resort lifestyle. I uh, just finished T6 at the Zozo. Been playing great. Kind of a little bit of a hiccup there in Vegas with his putter, but that was just one round. I think uh, – He's playing some really good golf, and I, I like him in this spot at 35 to 1. Uh, Ludwig, 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 Akshay, JJ Spawn, Bo Hostler, Keith Mitchell, Taylor Pendrith. That gives us an opportunity to go into our best bets, please. Ja, yes, there they are. An extra $50 that we can do absolutely anything that we want with. And boys, look at this. Uh, that is four of us in the positive through the first four events of the fall let's go with kp and there's a common theme here my friend (laughs) i just i mean if luke misses the cut then i'm screwed so 
Uh, I've got Ludwig top 20. Like I said, playing great golf. Uh, maybe the Ryder Cup just gave him an, a, a, more of an emotional boost than than he's experienced emotional drop-off. So I think he will finish in the top 20 and uh, hopefully even better than that. Uh, I went top 40 for Kelly Craft plus 140. Yeah, words that I never thought were going to come out of my mouth, but he's playing great. He's ball striking the heck out of it, and I think he can finish inside the top 40 of this field. Now, Patrick... And your alliterative uh, parlay is catching on. You have a positivity parlay. Mark has a, quote, hopeful parlay. Would you like to <laughs> describe yours first, please? I'm envisioning Mark pronouncing that like Kira Knightley in the first Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I demand a parlay. Uh, <laughs> my positive parlay, Hosler, Spawn, Cage Lee, automate the cut, plus 105. Um, you know, it's a turbulent market right now. A lot of ups, lots of downs. So just go into the bond market, get that rate, you know, get that return. And I need a win or else I'm in the red and I can't, I can't be doing that. Yeah, Mark went for a little more uh, growth in his portfolio. He went with Emiliano Grillo. Andrew Putnam, Luke List, Justin Suh to all make the cut. If that happens, plus 175 for Mark. That is the best bets, which have been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. I think we've done it, gents. I think we've done it. I'm ho I'm wishing you all more treats than tricks. I'm wishing everyone a, a safe and happy Halloween. KP, do you, are you going to be... Chief Candy Inspector tonight. <laughs> Any allergies you got to watch out for? for yeah, we got we've got we've got peanuts. My uh, my oldest son is Jamar Chase. He's all orange right now. Youngest son is a Mandalorian character. Yeah, he's he's going to be gritting up and down the the block. Youngest daughter is uh, Bluey, mm. and oldest daughter is Dorothy from uh, from Wizard of Oz. So we've we run the gamut. Tapping those, tapping those shoes. Yeah. What would you say, Patrick? She appreciates the classics. For sure. I took her to see Wicked this summer, so she's she's dialed. Nice. nice. Very yeah. cool. All right, gents. Well, we'll be back on Sunday to find out who won in Cabo and who stood next to Tiger for that winning photo. Uh, but for now, big thanks to producer Josh is all the hard work behind the scenes. Patrick McDonald available on Twitter at amateur status, Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick run good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.